Don Cleon. What's wrong with you, Eddie? You come into my house. Shut up, Sean. You don't eat my drinks. <laughs> you don't drink my eats. You don't drink my eats? <laughs> <laughs> so I drink my food. And then you ask me to do murder for money. Brandon, I need some cotton balls in my mouth. I'm going to head to the five families, Brandon. Brandon, you broke my heart. I am honored and grateful <laughs> that you have invited me <laughs> to your daughter's wedding <laughs> on the day of your daughter's wedding. And I hope that their child would be a masculine child. Masculine. <laughs>
This film but follows Eddie, an organized. Shut up and let me do this. Wait, but Eddie. Oh my God. This is a business. And it's nothing personal. <laughs> well, did, uh, Brandon, I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. You guys are literally all, all acting like Don Vito's daughter right now. <laughs> You're acting like Sonny. Okay. Damn. That's badass. I love Sonny. I don't uh, care that he gets gunned down. Gets killed in the car? Why are you saying like he's a question? <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> to return back to what we should have done, I don't know, four minutes ago. This film follows an organized crime dynasty's aging patriarch played wonderfully by Marlon Brando. Who tr- <laughs> I just or, Marlon, or Marlon, or Marlon Brand. Brand. <laughs> that's two. Brand. That's two screw ups in the script Marlon already. Brand. Anyway, uh, so this Marlon Brand character, Don Vito Corleone, or if we're Italian, Don Vito Corleone, <laughs> transfers control of his secretive empire. I don't mean is it secret? Is it clandestine? Well, bro, the clandestine. I don't is think from it's clandestine. So well, I wouldn't go. say it's clandestine <laughs> because everybody knows about it. Literally, everybody's on the payroll. I don't no, understand this. They run an oil fa- oil? oil. Oh, what? Olive oil. Olive oil. oil. Right, yeah. but at the same time, everybody right, start knows. over again. I don't want to start over. <laughs> I like you, Brandon. Keep Who going. transfers control of the empire to his reluctant son, played by Al Pacino? The Al, <laughs> the Al Star cast. In- <laughs> The All Star, <laughs> Al Pacino. I, said, I was gonna say Al Star. The All Star. This the wine is hey, getting to act it. like Tom right now. Come on, such a. I do love Tom. Okay, oh, Tom is me. I'm gonna do it again. The All Star cast includes James Caan, Diane Keaton, and the brilliant Robert Duvall. The brilliant, brilliant Robert, Robert Duvall. Duvall. Jeremiah, I want to take us to your first impressions. Uh, before we get into our drink selection, we need to talk about whose film this is, and additionally, what our initial impression of the movie were before sitting down to watch it. Since this is a group, a group film, I will go first. Uh, I remember seeing uh, a trailer of this when I was a little kid, where you know, you know, Carl gets like strangled in the back of the seat of the car and shit like that. It used to scare the shit out of me when I was little. Like, oh my god, there's someone going to strangle me in the back of the seat. <laughs> Terrifying. And that was my first introduction to The Godfather. You know what? You know what my first introduction was. If you feel anything wet at the end of your bed, like check for a horse's head. And like I was, <laughs> that's I was just, like, is that a nursery pee. rhyme? Okay. I, mean, <laughs> I was so afraid when I was just like, oh my god. It was his prized horse too. Anyway, yeah. uh, I watched this movie as part of my top uh, AFI movie marathon during. You haven't seen um, it before then? No, I had never seen it. You've really? never seen this uh, film? No, not until I started sitting down Whoa. and watching the AFI during the COVID. Really. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't expecting very much cause I don't like, um, mafia movies. I don't really care for that organized crime aspect of it. And I remember sitting down and be like, okay, I'm going to watch like the first 30 minutes. Cause it was an like three hour movie and I was going to break it up and watch it just in segments. And like, it was one o'clock in the morning and I was still watching this movie. <laughs> so, um, I was not expecting what I got and what I got was super pleasing. Yeah, so Same I was least, yeah. uh, I was in high school, I think, and um, I think it was AMC or TNC or TBS or one of the old school, you know, cable network oh. shows were showing it, but they were showing it um, uncut. So I was I, I got to sit down, and uh, I, I started probably uh, it was after the the wedding scene, so it was probably you know forty five minutes in the movie, and I remember just watching it and just sitting there and sitting on the couch and literally I couldn't move. Um, and then I think my birthday was like a week later and my parents, I was like, I need to get these movies. And so they gave me the, the special DVD box set that had just come out, you know, way back then. Oh, nice. Um, and I sat down and literally went through one and two in one night. I mean, I just, it was just overload, but in a good way. Yeah. Um, and so since then, I mean, I, I have been a Godfather fanatic, uh, and yeah, I Which still wedding am. did you start at the sister or Michael? 
because there's two weddings. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> be, sister's wedding. That'd be a really late wedding. I remember my grandfather. I mean, it was, it was had sister's a, wedding. My grandfather had a copy of this on VHS, but it was in chronological order. Like some, like yeah, they did this yeah. where they 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 harvested two and one and put them together in like this one major. Massive but it was like a, the director's cut and everything, like right. scenes that you didn't see in the first or second one. And that's how I actually first saw this movie too. VHS. No, it was like a, on. It was on like a special TV show or something like that. It was like the Godfather Saga or yeah, something. Yeah, he like taped that. it right off the TV and, and watched it forever. Those were the days. Yeah, like I mean, I just remember. I remember. I remember the <laughs> the sound of the tape yeah. like rolling. About, oh, this movie! Fucking, I don't want to watch this movie. Um, <laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> Foolish me! I didn't know. Eddie, why don't you take us through the cocktail? Yeah, certainly. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, with each movie, we try to pair the tone, feel, and overall impact of the story of a cocktail. This season really wanted to stress the cocktail and more on how it leads up to the movie selection. Everyone who listens knows when, when we finally watch a Bond movie, we'll, we'll pair it with a vodka martini, shaking that sort of a lemon pill. But tonight's cocktail was chosen by the group, so who wants to tell us about well, it? Well, first off, can I ask you just to be a little happier with life? <laughs> that was the most depressingly sad reading I've ever heard. No, he was in character, man. He's all fucking goth. Obviously, he, he was obviously his dog head just showed up in his bed. I feel like Fredo here, and I get oh, like that. Fredo, I, to, like, I love. There's Vegas. only two Fredos in the world. Fredo from this movie. You know, honestly, I'm really sad. That you, I'm <laughs> so sorry that you did not mention John Casil uh, on this, like the top uh, of the cast and whatnot. Fredo. Oh, Fredo. Well, that's because he's not really in this one. It's two. Yeah, two's, he's two's, not really a two's. He's, he's he dropped. He dropped the gun and he let his dad get I shot. Mean, he didn't let his dad get shot. He let the guys who shot his well, dad get away. And once again, who puts Fredo in the in the path of the mob against? Well, who also Al, Al Alfredo sauce? <laughs> I mean, uh, there it is. Yeah. That was a bad joke Jeremiah, too. I know. Why? What do we I pick mean, tonight? What uh, we tonight we have our first bottle of wine. What? Yes, say we that are one all more time for all here. the mid, mid, middle-aged women out there. <laughs> why do they got to be middle-aged, yo? Because stereotypes <laughs> say something. Just wow. saying. Wow. wow. So, mom, this one's for you. <laughs> no, I think it's pretty cool. This is Sean's like our mom. I know that this one's for this you. This is our first cup, our first glass of wine, which is pretty this awesome, is. actually. But what's special about this glass well, of wine? It's the director's cut of Francis Ford Coppola's winery. So we're actually tying in with the movie. You know, the film, like most bottles of wine, just get better with age. Pour your glass and toast to this triumph. Pour or point. Did you screw up on that one again, too? No, I said poor. Oh, Am I supposed to say point? Why are you pouting? Is that a fancy way to say poor? <laughs> you know, Jeremiah said, say poor. Jeremiah said poor. You said pout. I know, because it's spelled pout because I suck at, at, I suck at my, he does. my only job. <laughs> pour your glasses of wine and toast to this triumph of the film. So, hey, you know, I love these, like, holy grail goblets, right? Oh, yeah. So, a oh, little, really little, pretty, little pretty thing. So, these, um, these glasses are actually from my, my great-grandmother, and they were Oops, from sorry. the 40s. From and Sicily? No, there's not. Ooh, then in that case, not such a cool, <laughs> not such a cool story Sorry. anymore. Cheers, right, gentlemen. Cheers. Too hard. Oops, mine cracked. Oh, it's official, guys. I absolutely hate wine. <laughs> I've never liked wine. Actually, this we is pretty good. This is fucking good. good. But uh, we didn't open it up soon enough. To is it a Merlot? Breathe. What is it? It's Merlot. It's you a have Merlot? to love the breed. Yeah. Yeah, we, it's we, an Ulo. It's Sonoma County. I want to so see if we rushed it. I'm a huge fan of a Sangiovese. That's like my my go to. But my go-to is pouring this wine. This is down a. Drink. I don't. Know. This is pretty good. You uncultured swine. I am so you fine like, with that. Like if it, 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 listen, for a wine to be good, it has to have cooler afterwards. You know that. I know, but, but <laughs> I, tr- I drink this once a night. Every yeah, night. Why, once a night. This is actually a good. This is a good. Uh, this is good. You know what it reminds me of? It What's reminds up? me of the um, petite petite Merlot. I, I never had that. that. It's really quite good. 
Um, oh God. Any- <laughs> I downed it. It's good. It's over. It's a shot. It's a shot. It's over. It's down. Hey, what's, what's that one popular uh, 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 wine? Stella Rosa. Moscato. Moscato peach, everybody. I love it. I just wanted to know. I want you to understand the barefoot branding. Brandon's drinking. He started with wine coolers, and now he actually drinks a Jack and Coke. So he's oh, he's definitely. Made I thought some you were going to say I've started with wine coolers, and I'm still there. Well, you're still there, but you I also would love drink that. like you know. Big boy drinks. You surprised? No, I do. He's, he's still a party guy. He goes to the Jagermeisters. He's surprised. <laughs> yeah. We're going back to season table, one, everybody. Throw that back. <laughs> throw that back to you. All right, let's start in the movie. We got late summer 1945. We've got a wedding of Don Vito Corleone's daughter. That takes 25 uh, minutes, and normally you'd be like, God, that's a long scene. So Nope, it's perfect. What's Yeah, what, what's interesting to me Ooh, about the way long. that this movie starts is that you've got kind of a very unexpected start to a movie. Like I remember watching Untouchables where yeah, it starts like yeah, with, yeah. in the bar with an explosion. Like this is a mob movie, a mafia movie. And it starts with something other than like this massive murder death scene. I oh. love how it zooms the in. The first shot. The shot. My gosh, and yeah. it just, it zooms out so slowly mm-hmm. and you're just like, Oh shit. This is like one of the coolest opening sequence. I feel like when you're just like, just professional of how to actually use mm-hmm. a camera to yeah. tell a story. Well, I mean, honestly, we, we have to talk about the cinemat- uh, cinematography here. Cinematographically, this is perfection. I mean, this really is. Um, with the way that it uses shadows, the way it uses darkness and light. Um, but that first shot, and then what he's talking about, right? You've got uh, this guy coming and, uh, and basically pleading for revenge for the Godfather to help this revenge on, on what happened to his daughter. But he's talking about America, and he's talking about yeah. how America is this land of opportunity. And ultimately, it's, it's this I- I- irony for, because you know, this justice or this greatness of America can only be gotten through illegal and violent manners. See, I, I, that's not how I see it at you all. I see, I see a group of people, uh, a group of immigrants coming to the country and probably suffering because of their nation of origin. You know, we've got a little bit of Italian oppression. We got a little bit of Irish oppression. We certainly have some other oppression going on of different groups, but I find it hopeful that this, this America is worth fighting for and they're going to fight back against that. But, but it's, it's through the illegal means that they're, they're getting this justification, right? I mean, you see what I'm saying? I think they're looking for justice. I don't think they're looking for, I, I think they're looking for justice for their situation and not necessarily to embrace the illegality. Is this when Don Vito was pretty much blessing everyone with like mm-hmm. one, uh, to, you know, for the wedding? Yeah, basically, he can't yeah, refuse. He can't refuse he anybody can't on refuse his daughter's any wedding. Requests, but he was which, all, he yeah. was giving some some shit back. He's like, "You never come to my house. You never, oh yeah, you never have dinner with me, and now you're asked for this." Right. So I like that. I was just like, "Ooh, he's about to say no," but I was like, "Oh, he can't say no though." It's it's it's, at, at, it's actually the first time I realized this whole tradition that. The Don can, on the wedding of his daughter, gives blessing one per person who comes in and requests. But the right you way. also see in I this know that was a real thing. But this yeah. movie kind of opens your eyes. Well, opens to your it. eyes. You, to yeah, it. but a you lot see, of tradition. you see this in the first, you know, scenes plural with with people coming to him and him not not turning him down. Even if it wasn't the daughter's wedding, I think the way that we see him as a character is that he wouldn't turn them down. Um, that we see this that. What's interesting to me about Vito Corleone, and he is, a, I think he's a perfect character, but what's interesting about him is that he's a good person. Like, at, at the heart, he's a good person. He doesn't want to get in the narcotics business because he doesn't want right. to hurt people. He wants people to, you know, make money and profit off of other people's vices as long as it doesn't destroy people. He's and not I think about that that's destroying interesting. families. Right. And that's, that's the whole crux, I think, of the story here is that 
they had an opportunity to go into the easy money, which it, it, cocaine, right? Basically, we're talking about cocaine. Yeah, all in the cartels and everything right. like that. Yeah. And the cartels are starting to grow, and the cartels are starting to become a they thing. They see the money here, and right. they see like this is the this is the future. This is what she's gonna be like going. Just to so get you know, money. Brandon does not like wine. He just poured himself. That was pretty. Class. That was pretty <laughs> impressive, right there. Well, just so you know, it's really hot outside, and uh, <laughs> Don, I'm thirsty. You, you, you see a lot of tradition within this very first moment of like this right. guy. Like they have so much respect for him, and he gives respect back. And, like, he's a man that instantly you know he has power. Instantly you know also, like, he's not, like, yelling like all the mafia movies. Like, he has a lot of, like... He's uh, calm, he's quiet. Very calm and quiet. I, I mm-hmm. like how they, they showed a lot of uh, the Italian tradition of this family. I was going to say, to me, Francis Ford Coppola really focused on Italian tradition and Italian culture and bringing that to America. And then we actually got a glimpse of what, it, like, old Italy was, too. And yeah. I, I do... I, I, yeah, I know that's your... We'll your be talking about that. But, but <clears throat> I think that the cultural aspects of the movie came through so beautifully. And it reminded me of Coco a, a little bit, watching this again. Yeah. Where I think the Mexican culture in Coco was so beautiful. Why you look at me when you said that? He's Spanish, I bro. I literally didn't look at you. He's from Spain. So am I. It's okay. Oh, like <laughs> one-eighth. Keep it going. Okay. What? Do you think the one-eighth is less than the other seven-eighths? Ooh. I mean, if we're talking about basically like seven-eighths, Ed... <laughs> Let's continue. And then one eighth you. Anyway, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I Ed think wins. Coco uh, really it it embraced the Mexican culture, and it was a beautiful representation. I think this is a beautiful representation of the good part about Italian culture and the the patriarchy and the and the yeah. control. And I, I just it was nice. It was it was a nice a nice view. I love the fact that Don Corleone has morals. And he's teaching his sons Absolutely. about, like, you know, how to be a person, how to be a man. Like, I love when Sonny comes out actually hooking up with that freaking, like, bridesmaid whatnot. And he looks at him and he calls him out and he says, because a man who can't spend time with his family can never be a real man. Right. And he looks at him. And that's like, you know, you see that like, he has this Burn. code, you know, like, oh, shit, you know, he's like calling out his son right there in front of people. Well, and even that little uh, bitchy guy, right? Be a man. Like, when he when he... He holds him up and like basically, you know, Sorry, yeah. stop is this being what, such is this a what Hollywood bitch. makes you. He's the godfather of the, the scene. He's like the, literally yeah. the godfather of. Yeah. yeah. He's the godfather so to this. talk about not just the character, but to me the pacing of the the wedding scene, which was about twenty six minutes long, I think. Which I I was r- worried about. Brilliant! It. It's brilliantly done because what it does is it literally gives us all the information we need to know. It sets it up as a perfect mm. introduction. We get all the characters. We get the importance of family, like you guys were saying. We get to know the characters. We see that Corleone is not a bad guy, even though he's a you know, quote unquote, bad guy. Um, we get to see Michael as this innocent, kind of a well, bitch of a guy. No, 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 no he's no, a bitch no, of a guy. No, he's no, a, no, I wouldn't he's, say oh, he's a bitch. He's no, an innocent no, bitch of a guy. No, no. I'm with oh, you on this, Sean. Sean. He's an outsider of his family. Yes. That's my family, Kay. It's not me, right? That's that's his. No, no, quote. no, no. But, 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 stop, bitch of a guy, not negative. Okay, but yes. he's not compared a, to he's everybody else. Hero. He's not a bitch. He has been excluded he's not a bitch. from he's a bitch the of a family. Guy. And here's what like here's what I what I disagree with your original comment of of embracing the illegality because Don Corleone really wanted to almost excommunicate Michael because he was the yeah. future of the family in a non-illegal, non-criminal right. sense. Which he wanted which, something which, better for him. Which gives right, us he, the most perfect scene want, in the entire movie, actually, which is when he realized that Michael was the one that took right. out. God, it's so good. Yeah, I don't he, think he's a bitch. He wanted, of a bitch of no, not at all. No. But he wanted Michael to be the one who survived, like the one who got free. He had these, um, what do you call them? These goals. Uh, yeah, aspirations, you know, aspirations, expectations. Yeah, expectations for him. And I feel like when Michael said it, was, he was distancing himself from his family by saying, it's my family, not me, because right. he went to the military. He fought for the country. And, and remember, this is 1945. Oh, no, no, no. This is yeah. the middle of World War II. Mm-hmm. You have this 
this concept is end of world war two. You have the cons, this concept of him being like the chosen one who's going to lead this family for the next generation, next hundred years away from right. Crime. And, and I guess I should clarify. I don't mean bitch, a uh, bitch of a person as, as a negative. And I know it is a negative. What I mean by it is that he is so uh, removed from the violence, from the, yes. the, the smack you in the face. He is, I would say he's, he's shown as a passive and weak character as in, he isn't somebody who is, is assertive. So when he does go and kill Salazzo, right, is it, it, it just completely upends everybody, um, which is exactly what it needs to do. Like, it's, it's a perfect transition in that regard. And I think Diane Keaton really plays a big and we role. See that, we, and we see that in the wedding. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, no I, I agree yeah. with you. But I, I think Diane Keaton also brings something, uh, an innocence to Michael in a way that uh, I, I, it almost tempers his instincts, which are to fuck the world up he's loyal to Kay more than loyal to his family at the start of the movie at the beginning, at the at the beginning. beginning we do need to talk about yeah. this sicily it's different though i mean like you see instantly though how don vito like he has so much different expectations of michael than he does with uh sunny right yeah like, sunny he brings sunny into the room he made sure like because he he's grooming sunny he well, is grooming sunny mm. for the family because that's why he's like hey made sure sunny's here so he's grooming sunny to take over originally with what? i think See, I don't. I don't think so. But no, yeah, go ahead. You know, so does he has Sonny as like the person who Sonny, knows the business? I think Sonny is the one He's, that that's he the wants son to, He wants to take in over in the Italian family. And I, I think Tom Hayden is. He's the counselor. Is basically saying, no, like this is mm. not going to work. See, I think it's actually the other way. I think Vito, the dad, right, the, the Godfather, he doesn't want Sonny to be it because he knows that Sonny's too much of a hothead. He know he expects that Sonny's going to die early, and so when they tell him that Sonny died. It's it's devastating to him, but at the same time, I get that feeling that he's been expecting this for a long time. Right. You know, it's something that um, I know in Thailand families that it goes to the first oldest, the oldest, oldest, and like he was he was trying to groom him. He was working with him. That's why, if I think it was vice versa, if Michael being the oldest, I feel like Don Vito would probably step out sooner. But he was still in there. I think he was trying to protect Michael, not because he was the youngest, but because no, but Michael saying, had the let's best. Let's pretend heart. vice versa, though. Sonny was in the second oldest. But he was in the military, same attitude, and my and Michael's the oldest. I feel like it would have been different with Don Vito stepping out sooner. Is Fredo the oldest? Oldest though, I Fredo is the middle. Fredo is the middle child. Here's the other aspect of the movie that I think the script really is beautiful because you kind of get to introduce yourself to the family through Michael's eyes, and it's a little in bit Kay's in Kay's eyes. In Kay's eyes, absolutely. Uh, but Michael describing the family, and you get this jaded perspective, an outside perspective, exactly. And then, yeah. and then you actually get to dive in and see beneath, There's beneath layers, the, the, so the yeah, layers. Beneath, beneath what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. So what what Kay is seeing is what the outside looks like, and then when Michael actually gets involved. It's a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. He he embraces the brutality of the family rather than sneers at it. Yeah. Well, he he told one time to Kay, he's like, "You really want to know what my dad did?" And he's like, "You know, he made an offer he couldn't refuse." Put a gun to his head. He put a gun to his head. Said, "Yeah." So um, the other um, the other thing I wanted to bring up before we kind of keep going is that I think that I think that Vito is clinging to his office way longer because of Sonny. I think he is still is, there. Is he waiting for Sonny to change? I'm ho- I think he's, uh, hoping, he's hoping Sonny's going to yeah. change. He, he's cleaning a little bit. Like he's like he I ag- I agree. Yeah. Uh, I kind of disagree on that. Only because when Michael finally, you know, the time when he actually rescues his father and he says and and, and he finally hears his son going, "I'm with you, pa." 
I'm with you. That's and he, you see the tear coming out of his eyes when he's been waiting for that for his son. So do to you think be a he was waiting him. for Michael to come back? I, like, I kind of got the impression that he was trying to keep Michael. At he was trying time. to keep waiting, but he always wanted Michael yeah. to just be with him in a way. If it's not being with the family, but then being with part of doing something differently. But he wanted Michael's love and something. You saw that oh, he, for the first time. He says, "I'm with you, Pa." I think he he wants his love, but I don't think he wants him in the family. The family. And so we see that when they tell him that you know Michael was the one that killed him, right? The the police uh, commissioner or whatever, um, <clears throat> and the Salazzo. Um, yeah, that we, we see when they tell him you got that, that brokenness in Brando's face, which, I mean, is, is absolutely the best acting, oh, hands down, in that movie. Magnificent performance. Right, you see that. And then also when, when Sonny dies, you see his face just contorting in this beautiful and, and painful way. And, I mean, there's Very no way painful, you, yeah. Can, yeah. you can watch that and not feel it, too. Um, so I know we got to move in in the story, but I just want to talk about just – Something I mentioned earlier is the lighting and the cinematography and the idea of of how they create this idea of light and darkness just with shadows. I feel cheated. Perfection. Because uh, because I think Francis Ford Coppola is probably one of the, let's say, 10 greatest directors of all time, maybe 15. Mm -hmm. And he has done... Fucking nothing. Apocalypse Now is, I, I would I've, say, I've, is, is okay, so great. I seen Apocalypse so Apocalypse Now, now is great, and then The Godfathers. But, but yeah, he's he's, he's basically he not done what I he th could. I think the 70s, he did everything he possibly can. Not one, but two sequels that pretty much did everything. Uh, uh, the uh, the Conversation, he did another movie with that. You know? Part two, I feel like, is uh, you know Apocalypse Now. He really defined the 70s. I, I agree with you, I, but... Part two is better uh, one. He's two. still alive, and we missed out on like I feel like Brian De Palma did the same thing where he started with a bang, and then he has not given us anything. Yeah, you do need decades. to see. You do need to see Apocalypse. I will. Now. I'll, I'll oh absolutely. I, I think also he's probably dealt with so much crazy stuff, like with just he's, directing in studio and everything like that. I mean, a lot of stuff, like this though. movie, he mm -hmm. was seriously. He's done a lot more producing. Yeah, yeah. In, in this movie, he was almost fired every single day. They right. had a standing director waiting to take it apart. So I think him like just like. I don't need this shit but anymore. But as an auteur, as someone who's who's actually going to use the lens to change film, it's a shame because I think that his vision is wonderful. His, it is. Uh, the way he cuts, the way he uses light, but the way he also approaches a scene and, and, and puts the scenes together, it's unexpected, but it's not distracting. And you know what I think it is? The reason is, and it's something that I think that we're missing in cinema really throughout maybe nolan is is one of the well, actually definitely paul thomas anderson is the the idea of taking time and not rushing through these are slow long That's scenes and they're beautifully done right we got this beautiful tracking shot this zoom in on the first shot we have this you know there's only so many so zoom shots outside, in right. this entire thing he did when the they're done, the right Nothing is rushed. Right. And that's taking your time and, and understanding the pacing without letting it get mm -hmm. away from you, I think, is really difficult. I think Steven Spielberg is the one, one who loves an introduction shot. He will take his time mm -hmm. showing you a character and then revealing the character. I think that there's very few in Hollywood that, that actually do that properly. The last one I can think of right now is the guy who directed uh, Blade Runner 2049. 20, oh, Denny Villeneuve. Uh, yeah. Denny Villeneuve. Yeah. Looking forward to Dune. Yeah. Yes. Like, you may not like his movies. Oh, or I do. some of his movies, but Love he has him. an eye, and he, he does, and it's and it's mm -hmm. well cinematically. Gorgeous. I mean, uh, Blade Runner 2024, 2021, 2049, 2049 was one of those. I, I was not looking forward to a sequel to Blade Runner. <laughs> we saw it together. Yeah, I know, and yeah. I'm like, that was mag like that was magnificent. That was. It was something that was a. Com I didn't like the story, but the the scenes were but phenomenal. Villeneuve, he's brilliant. I, one of my favorite movies in the last ten years is Arrival. I think that Arrival is, oh, is that absolutely. One. 
I close to perfection. But I, I really do. I remember, um, I remember the Lord of the Rings. Okay, and I, so I good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Peter Jackson took so much time, time. world building mm-hmm. and showing you the detail of the world that I think that that's what Francis Ford Coppola and does comes only from... realistically. Like he mm-hmm. gives you the grit without without actually diving into it. We well, here's what we do. We have bad people. Right, we have bad people, and we love them. We care right. about them, right. even even and especially in, in this watching because I've seen Godfather probably six or seven times. Yeah. Um, this is the first time I really kind of sat there and looked at Sonny. Sonny's always been kind of the caricature character that I've just kind of been like, oh, he's the hothead. I loved uh, Sonny. I think oh, that I all of these James characters, Conn. well, James Conn's amazing, but all these characters you like, even though you know on paper they're bad people, they're people who do illegal things. We love them, we we relate to them in whatever way, and maybe it's because of the family issue and the family dynamic. But when they get hurt and when they get killed and when they get beat up by the cops because you know for whatever reason Corruption. we we hurt yeah. with them, um, and I think that that's the timing. Oh yeah, Sonny just yeah. I haven't, we haven't talked much about uh, Robert Duvall. I was just about to say, yeah. we should talk about yeah, him because I love when he goes to L.A. and he's just like... To Mo Dream? Or who, no, who, who no that was the... Uh, the he goes to, Waltz. He yeah. the, 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 the horse. The horse. Waltz, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which to me, I've seen, like I said, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. I forget all the time how early in the movie the horse scene is. And I think it's, it's needed to kind of establish, hey, we love these people, but they're bad people. Uh, and and I mean, I, I'm going to play your... I'm going to put your hat on for a minute um, in that... There, I don't. I don't think that this is a portrayal of a movie of bad people. I think it's a portrayal of movie of people trying to operate in a world with no rules. The world at this point was. I think it's very difficult to, uh, to to describe a world in development. This is a yeah. world of rising and falling, and uh, it's it's. I'm going to say it. I'm going to quote Cinderella Man because why not? It's one of my favorite movies. See, families rise and fall in America every day. But it's the opportunity to rise, and they are rising, in a in a in the wild west of New York politics. They are rising, and they have an opportunity to go into cocaine, and they basically say, "No, we're gonna shift gears and make less money and be less violent and go into gambling." We'll th- we'll find something else. The theme of the movie, pretty much, you get throughout the whole movie is like nothing's personal, everything's business. Right. And that's pretty much what it is. I think we need to really address kind of the elephant in the room, Ed. I know. I, I feel. I feel like Don Vito was very. Uh, that's not. No, I was gonna say Don Vito was very uh, really uh, strategic with his decisions. He knew. Yeah. Uh, cocaine led to cops. He knew that, that it's illegal. And to destruction right? overall, of families. Like, and, yeah, and he's like, it's, it's overall something that, in the long run, is going to cause problems. Like, let's pick something that's more cleaner. He something found... That, well, something easier to hide. I think Don Vito saw his influence as more valuable than his action. So he wanted to be the person that people went to, to he wanted to be the puppet master. He wanted to control p- senators and congressmen and he wanted actors to get into and Hollywood. Politics, yeah. He did, he, though, yeah. and he did. No, I understand that, but that's, yeah. that's where he saw the power. He didn't see the power in blowing up a car. He wanted to get away from that. He wanted to become the one who sets the rules, not one who lives by the and rules. Michael was best that took that. Yes. And, go ahead, buddy. And you had a changing world where yesterday, Sonny, would have flourished today. Sunny doesn't flourish because the world is changing because it's developing into a more calm and reasoned place rather than the wild west. So there's two elephants in the room that I think we need to address. Okay. Decisions. Yeah. What? Number one, why the hell do we not wear vests, ties, and hats? Seriously, I love that <laughs> because look because we wear skinny jeans. Because it was 95 degrees today. 
We're in Southern California people, and it's hot. <laughs> secondly, secondly, did anybody else go, damn, it is so easy to kill somebody. <laughs> when Polly dies in the middle of a field, and then he's like, which leave the gun, take the cannoli. I'm like, that is one yes, of the best fucking lines in the world. Absolutely. Dude. But at the same time, leave the gun, take the cannoli. At the same time, I'm like, man, we just kill anybody. It's so easy. I was thinking too, because they just throw the gun, you know, yeah. even like he, when, uh, Salento, Salento's the bad guy. He's like, they're like, Hey, no, um, just shoot the gun and just drop the gun. I'm like, well, people are going to see you. People can, so. Yeah. Is it no? It's Tesso. Yeah, Tesso. Tesso. Sorry, Tesso, it's Tesso. Yeah. Clemenza. It's Clemenza. Oh, it's Clemenza. Clemenza's the big guy. Yeah, Clemenza's the, the one who actually kind of like, goes, goes down the at the family. Family. end. Yeah. You also have to understand 1945. Uh, so I was. I'm reading the Hercule Poirot 38 books. special, right? That's a 38 special, guys. Yeah. That's what that he we used. I'm, I'm reading the Hercule Poirot really books, and they're talking about all these all these people who came back from the war as different people. So. There was no system of verifying who you you were who you said you were. You know how difficult it is to find out who killed someone if you didn't see their face and can't and is gonna are gonna testify in court. <laughs> no, good point. Michael right. he dropped the gun. No, I, the there's fuck? no fingerprints. Who the hell is there's that no, guy? I mean, yeah. Duct tape, everybody. Yeah. That's how we do it. I saw it. Who else got a little afraid though? When I, I totally forgot the scene where they they picked up Michael Corleone and they were driving and originally they were driving to New Jersey, right? Oh, and he's just and like, then, we're going to New Jersey. And he's instantly just like, oh, shit, I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> and then they, no, and then but they he played it cool, dude. And then yeah. they did it, he played it so cool, but then they did the U-turn. He's just like, thank well, God. I think we have to talk about Michael's kill because that, that I know from taking film classes in college is one of the most analyzed. Sean, we were in that class together, buddy. <laughs> it's one of the most analyzed scenes in, in film, both as, as um, criticism and as making and it's there's a reason i mean you watch that scene and it is perfectly paced and the sound right you've got the the, the l train going over the, t- the overhead you've got the wine pouring you've got people with their with their di- their knives and their forks on. i mean the sound is perfection it's yeah. not rushed it makes us literally say just get to it and just do it the best scene of the movie it that is the absolutely best the, that's the best I, part so of the movie i think it's absolutely. really cool about that because you're actually watching uh, someone like i don't think you've ever seen a scene where you're watching someone think through the consequences of his actions before he kills someone and everything oh, like that. And yeah. you see the, you know? dis- the, I don't want to say the destruction because it's absolutely not true. The, the corruption of a person literally happen and we're watching it. We're watching him go from the good, the good son mm, I don't think to uh, the uh, one uh, who, who, who I don't want to say corrupts. So I, I want to agree with, with Brandon, but I think the way he started was ends justify means. I'm doing absolutely. something for the family and then his ends justified means justification in his mind mm-hmm. became brutality and that's what i love about these movies is that you actually see the decline or the becoming of michael becoming don vito no matter how hard he yeah. tried he but still became even don vito worse so i yeah. think it, even more violent more i'm gonna brutal. break it more down brutal, yeah. i'm gonna break it down a little bit even more i feel like it's a it's an area where a boy became a man i th- a boy became a man i don't want to be around you man because because no but like what are you willing to do to protect your family right. when it comes down to it? Yes. Like, and he, he knew he didn't want to do it, but overall mm-hmm. he's like, I had to do it. So one, everyone, one, everyone else, like they so, want to see me, I'm going to see him, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll, I'll take him out myself, Dad. This to me is, is as near a perfect movie as, as we're going to get, I think, in literally movie history. There is one thing that bothers me. 
Um, and it has to kind of do with a, a half other thing. And that is, to me, Michael transitions too quickly. So I want you to get your, you guys' opinion on it. So you've got Michael. He kills the two guys in the Italian restaurant. Salazzo he goes off and, uh, and Captain McCluskey. McCluskey. Yeah. Mick. Um, anyway, <laughs> so then... Uh, I mean, I'm, we kind of skipped over the fact that Don Corleone was attempted to be... Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But, <laughs> but in case you haven't... Fredo. Listen, in case you have not heard our, our podcast, we set out season one to talk about this in order. Fuck that. Anyway, so... But no, this is a question. Because I, I'm sitting there and I'm going, there is only one thing that bothers me, and that is the, the quickness of... Of Michael's change. And so what I mean by that is, so he kills the two guys. He goes off to Sicily to hide. And literally, it looks like, seems like his first day or two, he's like, I'm badass motherfucker. Like, it just, to me, it was it went, for a movie that, that literally is paced perfectly yeah. and slowly, it went okay, too so fast. I'm, I'm going to disagree. Go I'm ahead, Jeremiah. With that. I want to hear you guys. The talk problem is, is that you're seeing from... Uh, Godfather 1. The saga actually explains that he's been there for years, actually. He's been hiding for years. And the whole the whole first story of The Godfather takes place with like about five or like right, right, know, right. 10 years. So you're, you're actually seeing him actually kind of like just finding his roots in his father's land and whatnot. And he's actually kind of like... He wasn't hiding for years, though, because but we have to remove still hurt. Yeah. And his, his brother instantly, everything was calming he down. He was there for a couple well, of years. He was. Too. Well, yeah. no, so I, I think he was there for a couple... He was, I think he was there for like, let's couple, say, 18 months. Uh, yeah, I, don't think so. I think um, it was there for six months. So, so here's the thing, though. I understand what you're saying, but as a movie on its own, to me, it did happen too quick. The, okay, the so switch let me explain happened. why I don't, why I don't okay, agree. Yeah. Because I think that what you were looking for is this slow and steady development of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And what you got was a person rising to the moment. And he had to change quickly or he was going to die. It was survive or die. Right, but once it's done, once it's done, like literally when he carries himself around there with the two bodyguards, like I'm the badass guy. But it's all about the show. You you could see it in his eyes that he wasn't feeling it. He's trying to embrace a caricature of what Mm. people expect him to be. And if he doesn't do that, and it was very evident at the meeting of the Dons or meeting of the five families when they met, that image matters. And if he's not going to act a certain way, he's going to be killed in the street. It's just like that scene with Sonny who actually got really like, you know, Salazzo, Salazzo, where he kind of bites what he's actually pitching out. And, you know, he's like, oh, you think this is going to be? And then, like, you know, Don's like, you never let anyone think about what you're thinking about. You know what I'm saying? You never let anyone know what you're thinking about. You never let anyone you're thinking about. And basically, he actually, that scene pretty much got Don, you know, Don Colleone assassinated right there. Right. Because the family saw like, okay, we can get rid of him. You saw weakness. It's like you showed weakness. So, so Brandon, I, I think yeah, no, I do you see saw, what you're saying. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with you that it was abrupt. It was too abrupt. But at the same time, his dad had just been shot. Mm-hmm. He comes back. He knows what needs to be done. He does it. Oh no, 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 no! You, you guys are misinterpreting. Okay. So when he comes back to New York, I'm all good with him changing at that point, especially because um, Apollonia had at that time uh, been come Apollonia up. Um, anyway. My problem is literally what we're given, what we're given as far as pacing, and Eddie, I think this is what you're talking about too, is it seems like he gets to Sicily, day one, they go around, and they're talking about, oh, this beautiful girl in the, in the purple dress, yeah, like, very, that's my daughter, and then, he, yeah, then he's like all badass, oh, well, all tell her to come out here, because now she's my wife, and you're going to listen to me, and I'm, you're going to give me what I want. To me, that scene, that point, yeah. it just went too quick. But I feel like it was him embracing who he had to be. Exactly. I, I, just, I, I do feel that way. I'm a, a, a little bit. Let's not forget. I found out that he, Michael Colleone, he was a captain in the military. Yeah. Okay. So he obviously had some level of 
some you know level of in the military. And I also found out that uh, this is off topic, but I read somewhere where um, his dad had uh, arranged his release of the war, so that's what made them come home early. Well, yeah, because I'm yeah. also seeing that he so had a purple heart. Now I'm, re- I'm realizing now that I think he had a, he had a navy cross. Um, I'm realizing now. Yeah. I think the dad realized that he wasn't happy with Sonny, possibly. So he he had his son come home early to possibly help Sonny take over the business as a brother and brother company. So I like to think of Dor- Don Corleone as playing 4D chess with everyone else. Don Vito. Don yeah Don yeah, Vito. He's head of it. I time. think that what he saw was he was becoming weak in age. And times are changing. And times are changing. And when you smell blood in the water, the sharks will come. And he was doing everything he could to assure his legacy. And if that meant bringing Michael back, if that meant uh, putting Sonny there, if that meant putting Tom as the head of the fucking company, I think he would have done whatever it took to preserve the Corleone. Everything that he built. Everything that he built. And I think he actually got what Michael, what he wanted out of Michael was actually to keep the family legacy going on. And that's when we see Michael actually adapting, knowing that his family legacy is going to actually be destroyed. And that's when he finally gets in. I think the Don, yeah, I think the Don was desperate. I think I think he he was as the movie progressed he became desperate and his strength began to crack when he rejected narcotics when he said yeah. no the he, other fa- the other four families already said yes right so yeah. he, it was like oh he's stuck in the past or he's not going to play ball He's a problem. But the moment when Sonny was actually in, you know enticed about the whole idea yeah. about narcotics they're like okay Kill we the can, old man, yeah, put we, Sonny yeah, in there. Yeah, put Sonny, we can get him, we can get him to actually be a part of the five family here. So, okay, so going back to the Sicily portion, because this is my other half frustration, is it just, go to me, I love the pacing, um, that portion just went on too long. Did you guys think that, I mean, like, I love the New York part, but God, when we go to Sicily, and Apollonia, she's not an interesting character, she can't get the days of the, the week right, it's not fun, it's just like, oh God, Monday, get her Wednesday, up. Sunday, Sunday, Friday, <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, June, July, Jason <laughs> Derulo. Thank you. I, I actually like it because seriously, what were you saying? No, I just think he's trying to discover his roots from his mother's side, I mean his father's side, and I think he's actually embracing him from like, you know, where his his family has come from and whatnot you saw tradition come out definitely yeah. when he was in uh, sicily mm-hmm. like you saw mm-hmm. a lot of like proper See, like hey i'll t- i'll take the family out with you guys i just want to i want to uh, you know just take her on dates that car scene now did you ever did you ever expect that actually when you first watched when this i first movie, watched you're it, just no. like like oh shit because no. you didn't expect that because like homeboy was like his best friend he's like from right. the very beginning you just knew it from the <laughs> now no, from the well you saw the movie before see, from the very beginning his homeboy is this, and now i've seen it a couple times so i was just like that that he's been playing, slow playing him. So I, I, I think at first he was fine. Is that what you've been doing to me all these years? <laughs> at first he would, I don't, I don't, no one got to him. But then you he's saw my car home. as soon as died, and you saw this uh, change of an attitude. But instantly you saw you him saw the asking, he, he, he asked Michael, are you driving, sir? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah telegraphs yeah. driving so alone too, sir. Like mm-hmm. instantly I was like, oh, which is right interesting there. because like, again, again, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold by it that to me this is a movie about bad people that we like that this is a bad guy who's about to blow up Michael and he doesn't want to hurt the poor innocent Apollonia. Like yeah. he's like, Hey, <laughs> I don't want to hurt her. And so <laughs> hey, I'm not a gonna, so, but to me racist. again, it's, it's literally, <laughs> I love Italian food. Fettuccine is my favorite. Anyway, <laughs> did I make it worse? Always. I love Olive Garden guys. 
I love Olive Garden. I love Olive Garden. Endless breadsticks and salad. I love Italian. I love pizza. Lasagna. I do love spaghetti. Okay, so anyway. Hey, listen. Speaking of pizza, if anybody wants to sponsor us, we love pizza. Okay, so so here's here's where where I have to ask you guys because it really frustrates me as a person that you have Michael who has Kay and they seem happy and then he gets to Italy and is like, I'm going to take an Italian bride. What, what were you guys' thoughts I don't on, think on him thought, getting married? I don't think he thought he was coming back. I agree with you I think to, an ex- was, to an extent. And he kind of made it clear to Kay when he left. He chose family over her. Right, that it was done. Yeah. Like he was moving on. I know. I, I, I know yeah, once again, it's 1945. So you're, t- you're talking about a totally different time 1947 period. 1947 at that but, point. Yeah, whatever. But what I'm saying is that I think that when he went to Italy, he, I think when he pulled the trigger, he realized that he was never going to come back to the family. No, because he was already married. Became a man. No, he was already married. He was already married when, when the guy, I can't remember his name, comes and he says, hey, any word from America? Can I go back yet? Right. He's married at that point and he's still asking in the hopes, and maybe it's just a blind hope, absolutely, but he's still asking in the hopes, hey, can I go back? When can I go back? Any of news? A, hey, how's my family doing? Oh. Well, he fled to Italy thinking that there would there would be no retribution because all of his beef was in New York. Mm-hmm. The well, old country, they still had power in the old country. They still were, uh, their, the their name was the shit. Yeah, yeah, it was, Colleone, yeah right. the Colleones. So mm-hmm. it, only in New York were they less than dominant. Well, they they were one of five. Right. right. They, I mean, I, so they were. Which they were a strong one too, because they had. They were. He was the one that the had strongest. all the, the Senate. He had the government with him. And, and all once the nickels again, in his pockets. He was smart and not violent. He was no. the one who was creating industry where they could work together rather than killing off the sons of his competitors. Yes. So he comes back from after the whole car we, bombing. What can we talked about before? We never really talked. Okay. About well, there's one scene that Fredo uh, giving up and. We're really going to go on Fredo? Well, yeah, I think it's important. It's I think important. Why is he even there? Why is Michael even in Sicily? Right. So we have a, an assassination attempt, essentially. Because on he, because fruit kills you guys. We don't forget the whole no, hospital because scene. Polly called how it. Smart, oh, no, I want to talk about the so- hospital. Smart we want to talk about the hospital. That's the one scene, the the one scene I want to talk about, let's for talk sure. To, let's, let's go. Let's, well, I mean, go for it. No, we're going to talk about well, Alfredo You first. guys are talking about Fredo, but you know it's not his fault. He's the party kid. He's the party guy. You know, He's kind of like... When you know, he gets the, a band for Michael. It's so he's, cute. Is he the oldest? No, he's the middleist. He's uh, the middle child. So pretty the much, middle he's, he's the middleist. He's the middleist. He's the middleist. But he's half. You know, he's not half. He's, he's full. He, he's full son. Oh. Tom is the stepson. That's what. It is. He's he's like the adopted son. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Tom, if he wasn't the, he'd be in charge. He'd be in charge because Tom is Tom is the smartest guy. If Tom was yeah. Sicilian, he'd be in charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, is um, that right? Yeah. Sicilian. Yeah. yeah. He instead he's the Irish. Yeah, but uh, outsider. He's to me, me, Tom. I mean, not, I don't want you to change the subject, but to me, Tom is is the most important and interesting character. Fascinating in the movie. character. Love him. Love yes. it. Yeah. You would put um, the lawyer. Plus, it's Robert Duvall. No, no, it's Why not just because he's a lawyer. Uh-huh. It's because he chose. He, he chose his family. He was not bound by blood or bound by tradition. He literally chose to act the way he acted and to be loyal yeah, to this loyal, person. Loyal but what I love is that all of the brothers, all of the, the Don, they embrace him as one of their own. Right. Even though he, I mean, he, he can't represent them because he isn't family or in the blood family. They look at him like he is. Yeah. yeah. He's a consigliere. He is, he's the guy right that man. they turn to. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to overpress this, but in business, having someone that you can, depend on that isn't family is as vital as having family around you. You've got to be able to have an outside opinion that isn't jaded by what's going on in family. Seriously. So you're my guy then. What the hell, Ed? I took him first. Sorry. 
You can have him two weeks. Jeremy, sure. can you be mine? <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Thank you. This is Jeremy's family. I'll just be like, hey, just don't Jeremy's do that. Well, no, and don't Jeremy's do that. not my family. I love and, how you guys didn't pick each other. And don't do this. <laughs> Eddie, hey, hey, seriously, buddy? <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, um, you want to get some Slurpees? I so would actually love to. Don Corleone, uh, is, his life is, uh, is put in peril. He's basically uh, How bad do you have to be to shoot him that many times from that, that distance? Five times. And literally miss all you vital see, organs. He looks like a fucking bulldog. Do you yo? notice that the orange, like every time you see oranges, someone is about to get shot? No, I literally. Is it regarding oranges or just death? Because he was actually in the field, wasn't he? Pulling yeah, with oranges. Yeah. I th- it wasn't I, oranges. That was just a. Uh, no, he had an orange. He had, he had an orange in his mouth. No, I'm. It's tomato field. It's just. It was a garden. He, but he was garden. eating an yeah. orange with an orange peel and in his mouth was, like a he monster. He died of old manness. He didn't die of like. Getting did, did you know that 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 Brand, Brando kid, or Brand was only forty-eight or forty-nine when he acted in this? Yeah, that kind of makes sense because he's. Well, he w- he ate himself to death, but he was in a great movie called Watch the Apocalypse Score, now. Um, with Robert De Niro and uh, Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Ooh. Uh, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. And he was freaking incredible in that movie. Well, he is. But the funny thing is he's reading all of his lines. He never memorized. No, he had an earpiece and they would say yeah, no. the lines. Robert Duvall, you see a picture. He literally has like the, the lines taped to his fucking chest. It's just like Superman. Like he, he still does the same thing. That's his that's his way how he does his movie. <laughs> First takes the best take. Let's do it. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not what you're saying. You're saying I'm lazy as fuck. Well, let's do it. Uh, what, what, who is it? Uh, two take. Uh, was it? Is it Clint Eastwood who does two? two if you can't get it in two takes, you're not gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or or you've got David Fincher or, and Marty Scorsese who's like mm, uh, seventy take one hundred and four. But um, cut yeah. the check. Okay. I, so I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I like that scene where like Michael finally goes and he accepts his family and he chooses his father and you see him like becoming like an outsider, but he becomes like, I don't want to say a soldier, but he becomes like, okay, I'm going to save my family here. And he's family's first. thinking. Right? Like yeah. he starts thinking, not emoting. And this is the difference oh, between when Sonny he moves, and Michael. When he moves Corleone. Yeah, in the hospital. From, so you've got you got Don Corleone in a hospital bed in a room being protected by his own man, but he was alone. Right, he was alone. He ended up being alone. He was because alone because the cops were pulled off, and the yeah. cops are under his payroll. But right. then McCluskey is the one who's an ass, right? And is bought so off. So Michael by comes after, I think, visiting his girlfriend a little mm-hmm. bit. Okay, okay, yeah. And then, but then he's he's over there alone instantly. What? So to me, this is why this movie is is wasn't the Baker came to near perfection is the Baker right? The most comes implied, right there. the most implied scene. Is when he's got the baker out there, and he and the baker are out, and they're you know, collars collar up, right? Up. And um, and then you've got the baker, and he's trying to light a cigarette, and it's so subtle, and it is so perfect to show just how freaked as fuck this guy is. And my God, that is that's directing, Put a hand in your and that's coat, acting. Look, he can't there. do it, but Michael is steady and calm, and he's the one who lights the cigarette because it shows that Michael, at that moment, has transitioned from, to me, weak. Bitch boy, boy to man to holy shit this guy can and and will does take over i always thought michael knew exactly who he was because he always was he was always the smart one he, he you saw him how he was like you know he had a military, military background and military he knew exactly vibes. how to so adapt when a situation came there's about there's also there's also this concept of two just rated by the way two different, ratings in two different halves of the off. same person right so there's a person in calm and peace and then there's a person when shit hits the fan yeah and some people, when shit hits a fan, can't deal. They can't sunny. handle it. They mm-hmm. just sunny emotionally like sunny, yeah. can't like, handle it. I want you to love everyone. I want and, you to love everyone. Let's and there are everyone. some people who it's like it's like that scene in For the Love of the Game, Clear the Mechanism, mm-hmm. where the world just slows down and they are in control and they 
act. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Whoa, there it is. Um, but I think that Michael was a focused, a focuser. When something, when shit hit the fan, his focus went from a ten to a two. Like it, it narrowed. Mm. He knew exactly what needed to be done, and it was there was no questions, there was no him and hawing. He just fucking did it. And he instantly knew, he was like, this is a problem. Everyone is gone. And, and like, everyone's it, running it, around with a chicken, he like a chicken knew, head exactly, cut off. Yeah. Instantly knew it's a setup. Like, wh- where did all the men go? No one's here. Right. Like, and he asked the nurse, let's move my, let's move my dad instantly. Right. Like, and after that, you see him actually going, you know what? He thought about exactly what he needed to do. I will be the, the I will sacrifice I'll, for my, for my family. I know exactly what I need to I'll do here. This right you know, now, and like, he's like saying, like you know, hey, you're just taking it because you think it's getting personal because you got hit. He's like, no, dude, it's business. I know right. exactly what I need Strictly to do. Strictly business. He right. even Which came with such even, a great. Line. I think he even came with the story too. Is like, how about you plant the gun? Right. I think that was him. Well, yeah. Point. He says, okay, you're gonna find some way from for you to smuggle in a gun, and I'm gonna get it. And they're like, oh, the washroom's awesome because it's got that box up there, and and um, I mean, we've already talked about it a little bit, but the, I mean, just everything about that is is to me should be the most suspenseful and scene in any film ever. And we haven't even talked about the music, which, to me, the music... Ed, 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 music. Music, no. Music, Ed. Uh, <laughs> music. But the music, music was haunting and... Beautiful, precise too. Precise and, and beautiful. And it, but it also, t- to me, told a story of the origins, so it felt Italian well, it's without Italian. being, like, stereotypically Italian. And then it also wove in this, like, power. I don't know. There was, there was something about the score that just made me... It made me like associate it with. I can even, I can even hear it now. It's even weird. Way, yeah, it's in my head right now, even right? The way you're saying this right now, I feel like you're just speaking with this power. Is so <laughs> you do seem more badass. That's why Michael's able to yeah, be more badass. Talking, He's got the music. Talking. I'm also sitting at the head of the table. Oh, <laughs> technically he is everybody because he doesn't believe in in the Arthurian um, round table. Well, no, not everyone's equal. <laughs> Don't say that about Ed. He's literally right here. Um, All right, so let's talk a little bit. An aspect of the movie that I didn't much care for was the relationship between Carlo and Connie and the um, the destruction of their marriage, and then Michael has to kind of... Uh, it just, to me, as day one, the wedding, when he found out that he's going to get this pushed-aside job, he's not going to be par- become part of the, you know, the, quote, the family. He he's is. like, okay, I'm, 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 gonna I'm sh- here to be sold. Yeah, exactly. And he got bought out by... Um, like yes. Carl, as soon as like he didn't get the job he was hoping for, mm-hmm. and he was hoping the doors would be open to him, he instantly like every single thing was to set up the destruction was, of the family yeah. because he's Barzini. Been bought he got Barzini. bought out by Barzini. He got bar- bought out by Barzini, and literally that's such a perfect ending to him when he gets. What's the what, what is it when strangled? you strangled? No, it's not strangled. It's it's literally Gerat- geratted. What what's the. the <laughs> The giraffe is the is the um the, the wire. Co- yeah, okay. So he got giratted. Well, like that scene with Luca Brasi, man, when he gets giraffe, his hands giraffe? stabbed right oh. there. Oh yeah, and you literally see his eyes his popping eyes, out. But <laughs> literally, to me, when Carlo goes and he's kicking, and it's it's literally right in our face. I mean, granted, um, Luca Brasi is too, but that's that's hard to watch. And then it sets up the ending, which we're gonna get to eventually. I didn't when, think the violence though was overbearing. Oh no 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 no. Uh, there's there's this there's one scene that I can't watch, and I and I still can't watch it to this day. Is like when you see or you not see it, you hear him beating the shit out of Connie, and you Such see. I can't. I can't. In the bedroom. I can't watch it. I still, so I still can't watch it to this day. You have to see this as literally Carlo is bought out and he is sold his soul, quote unquote, to you know. And the, I guess that's, that's Bar- what I, I didn't like. Is I didn't like that aspect of the movie because it made me uncomfortable. It makes but, you uncomfortable yeah. for that sure. Was all a but when Michael, right. but when Michael takes Carlo down, even though he lies about it at the end, 
again, we're kind of rooting because this guy well, was a horrible, horrible. He caused Sonny. He caused similar Sunny. to Fredo. Uh, the way Fredo goes out, it's yeah. the same kind of. Uh, I do yeah. love uh, Fredo. That's more tragic. Sorry. That's more that. tragic, right I there. I do yeah. love how Michael says like you. Just, you have to talk. You have to pay for uh, what's Sonny's first name? No, no. He says he's just. Yeah, he just like you know you're gonna Santino. You're gonna have to call for Sonny now or something like that. Call. You have to you know call. But I love when Sonny actually goes out and he actually finds Carl and beats the shit out of them with a fucking garbage can. Except that that, was, that punch that misses him by literally four <laughs> feet. I mean, I saw that too. That looked like my a rocky punch. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Sonny's death and the impact of Sonny's death on the story, and particularly James Khan as a character. Because we, I mean, we talked about how wonderful of an actor he is, but we really haven't talked about. Trying to keep his dick in his They were all right. They were all trying to get to the same role. James Khan. Uh, Al Pacino, even uh, Robert Duvall, even Robert De Niro was actually supposed to play Sonny. They were all in the same kind of like, you know, casting. Class. Like, class, but well, in the same casting right and, there. And, and uh, what's his name? Um, the guy who played Joker. Not Heath Ledger, the other one. Joaquin. Joaquin oh, Phoenix. Oh, was, uh, I think he was talking about how he his class of people was Leonardo DiCaprio and they fought yeah. for the same roles. There was like 10 people who fought for the same roles yeah. every fucking week and one guy would win every fucking time. <laughs> Leo won Leo. Titanic. <laughs> but I think, I feel like that Francis Ford Coppola cast Sonny and then used everyone else to fill out the other characters mm-hmm. in a way that was so supporting of, uh, I don't know. It, just, it felt, it felt like every actor in this movie was like Academy Award winning top notch. They were all nominated. Well, they, for, they, have, they were all the nominated. After, you know, I mean, that's one of the notes I have. Is literally the casting's perfect. Yeah. It's it's perfect. Everything from D- uh, Duval all the way down up to oh, hold Diane on. Keaton. Hold on, John. Uh, Ka- Diane Keaton is really good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like the ending of the movie is just fucking like, oh god damn, it just gets you, man. Diane Keaton in one of her very few quirky roles that she ever does. Is amazing. Yeah. Right. I mean, she she sells she sells it in that end. That I know we haven't gotten to the ending yet, but that last shot of her, of the door closing on her. Right. This idea that she'll never exactly know who her husband is, and that's her life. Oh God, it's so good. She knew him at one time. She thought, and he he definitely grew to be someone else when he came back from Sicily. Yeah. When when they come in and basically call him the new Godfather, and and we 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 realize at that point that this whole movie was not actually about Don Vito Corleone. It's about Michael Corleone becoming the Godfather. Like the Godfather of the title. Is Michael to me? It's about legacy. It's about yeah. so it's about the peaceful transition, or sometimes not so peaceful transition of power between generations. And I I love the holding on, and that's I think I like number two better than I like number one because I get to see Don Vito as a young man and how he became exactly, and it's so different from how Michael became who Michael is. Um, it, it's such a different path, and for me, Al Pacino plays this character. It's the best role he's ever played. He plays this character so subtly and so strong and so quiet that it's he's almost so much more intimidating than than Don Vito. It's it's not even funny. I love it when like when we get too close to the end of the movie and like when Don is actually gone and there he's dead and everything, the funeral. Uh, the family feels like okay, we're gonna actually get the best out of this guy, and we're gonna get him, and we're gonna kill him, and whatnot. And he outsmarts every single person here. He outthinks everyone. He's like almost like the underdog. Yeah. Well, we gotta end. talk. We have to talk about that montage where literally, oh, it's so creepy in a lot of ways that he's there and he's professing his love for Christ and he's professing this idea that he's gonna become literally the Godfather of this baby and that everything is gonna be. Um, 
moral and ethical and the whole time while this is happening yeah. he is assigned the deaths of all these people it's and it's ju- just the ju- mode what's the word juxtaposed it's, juxtap- it's juxtaposed yeah. against all of the violence and it's almost mm-hmm. like this is the, but this is the role he's chosen to play mm-hmm. which is and there's visual. no remorse like you can see it in his face and this is where you see the acting the and you see the directing important. you see you, you it's see it's all about family yeah and you see it though literally not in any kind of dialogue it is all an expression and emotion and I, I keep I, I, I keep going back to Untouchables because Brian De Palma is I think brilliant and I think that he underrated Francis Ford Coppola and Lucas and they, I mean they all talked about yeah. it but it's similar to the the scene in in Untouchables where he dies in the elevator where the the accountant dies in the elevator yeah the, um, so the gravity of what that hit looks like like you can't there's no stopping it and then Michael stops it his own like it's cool to see uh jumping in on that it's cool to see his dad the one last advice he gave to his son you know, Nets, I think outside on the field or something, was just like the first person to come to you is the traitor. Is the traitor. And like, I realized that. And it's like he was almost, he, I mean, Michael was also looking at other people just the way they were reacting. He, he knew, like, okay, these guys are definitely like, and when, enemies. Everyone's and enemies when again. he goes to Tessio at the end, and Tessio is saying, hey, is there anything you can do for to me? Tom, that right, scene. Yeah. Oh is my so God, hard. right? It's so it's hard. So hard. And it, this is acceptance that like hey i screwed up i got caught and i'm gonna go without a fight but man i would love to get and out of this. R- and how r- and how For tom deval he just goes can't do it sally like he just his nickname like i can't do that yeah. like i'm saying goodbye to you now yeah like, oh, and he just walks off tom hayden is my well he's always my favorite character but his demeanor regarding like death and the things that are going on around him and his insistence on staying at arm's length is so dispassionate it's so like clear cut he there's no emotion there's it's business and i think michael actually helped him because he actually removes his title from the family and becomes like the family lawyer because he knew that exactly i don't want you to be involved what's going to be happening anytime soon right. you know well and the storm was coming you yeah know? i mean everyone knew it um so let's talk a little bit about uh as we kind of finish up here the yeah. end um, we've got the death of Vito Corleone um, with his grandson, which I thought was sad. It was it's also sad, but it's also fitting, fitting, and it yeah. finished his story because he said, didn't die. A, he didn't die in a violent yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a heart attack. Yeah, right? he didn't die in a violent way. He didn't. <laughs> he, he went on on his own terms and, and with his family, like right. literally. And, and there's actually that scene where all of them, when he, when Vito comes home from the hospital, right, he's still laid up, but he, all yeah. of the families in that room with him, and all the grandkids are going and saying, "I made this picture for you, Grandpa." It's beautiful. It's so amazing and it's so great. And I think that that the ending really kind of highlights this importance of family, not only to um, you know to Vito as a person, but to the entire purpose of the family. And Michael, you know that that's at the time before Don Vito died. So it's now like after that, you saw yeah, everyone start kissing uh, Michael's hand. Right. Now they accepted him, but it's just funny how uh, and Michael instantly. I feel like he knew from the very beginning. Obviously, he knew he was getting rid of Carl or Carl. Carlo. Carlo. Carlo, and Carlo. he was garroted. By the way, that's that's the oh right. garroted. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And then he also had a hit of the <laughs> other families. Yeah, like, and it was a side. Well, he settled we, things. He settled, he things. settled all the scores that he needed to. Man, like he he planned everything. Like he was like the, like the biggest chess master right there. Scorched the earth, which all is once done. Which is so weird because it's almost like it sets up a sequel. Oh yeah. Uh, so the other side of this too uh, that I wanted to kind of talk about with you had said Don Corleone gave over power to Michael and. You know, he was no longer the one to ask questions. Imagine the difficulty of retiring from this world. 
right? So you are the grand poobah. You are essentially the most powerful of the five families. Everyone listens to you. You have all this influence and you didn't die in gunfire. You literally retired and gave your power to someone else. And then you lived out your life. And then, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just think that's super yeah, interesting. Just, it's just interesting. When, just when you think you're out, they mm-hmm. just pull you back in. Oh my God, that's Godfather 3. Such a good scene. Well, and I like how Michael chooses to lie too at the end to, uh, about Carlo's mm. death. And it's the thing is he protecting Kay? Or is he protecting the family? Or is he protecting, protecting the, the marriage? Or is he protecting the business? I, I mean, look at it like oh. this I think this is the last little piece that he needs to become Don Corleone. He needs to keep. Not just his family, not just his business associates at arm's length. I think he realizes that this is his weakness and he is legitimately cutting that last thread that connects him to people he cares about. Uh, my question to you is, is that did you guys feel like a little like doomed when you saw him having people running up to him, or like walking up to him and actually acknowledging that he's the godfather kissing his hand like did you yeah. kind of said like jesus this is like the man that he never wanted to become in a way you know like he it comes full circle you know damn, did you get yes. that vibe or did you guys did you guys ever think that because when i was watching this time i'm like man i'm watching a man that just never wanted this and now he's he's become everything he think never that wanted he to be. always wanted this and he always no. wanted to have an, an outlet for but this the the most reluctant you know? The most reluctant suitor is the best king every time. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a story of time out of mind, right? The one who is least Alibaba who, who least wants it Prince is Ali. the most appropriate to put on the throne. The calmest person at the table is mostly the strongest. Yes. So did he choose his life, or are you saying that no, it you was know thrust upon him, or he you know life made an offer he couldn't refuse? Basically, life made him an offer he couldn't refuse. <laughs> I really like that. And I, now let's make an offer that we all can not refuse, and let's. Wow, I think we butchered that, was horrible. that one. <laughs> if I've had bad ones today, and that brings us to the review. Now it's time in the podcast where each of the hosts provides his score on their following scale. Eddie, can you provide our scale, please? Whatever. All right. A zero is a great movie, and a five is is what's that movie about surfers? <laughs> point Break. Oh, Point Break. <laughs> you didn't give it a five, uh, yo. Uh, you gave no, it. You didn't get a five. Let's All find right. out about next week. All right, so take us through. Uh, zero, the perfect movie. Don't need shit to enjoy it. One, a feel good first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber lifting home. Four, a rough morning walk of shame. Five, blackout, shit face, spring break drunk. Gentlemen, let's start or you're with. Galetted? What is it? Garotted. Garotted. You're garotted five, in a car. five, you want to be garotted. <laughs> garotted. Gentlemen, let's start with Jeremiah. Because it's so. J is up J, there. Jeremiah, gentlemen, G, okay. and J. Okay. I'm going to just make it short and simple here, guys. Um, the Godfather is in a league of its own. It's epic in every single that movie way. is also fantastic. Tom Hanks, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love so much. Uh, it's a story about family, loyalty, life, and death. Um, watching this this time around, it just had like this Shakespeare tragic vibe to it, man. Yeah. And, and I also had like this vibe, like Michael Corleone was mirroring, like, I don't know, like Darth Vader. Like, you have a person that can't escape their manifest destiny. And it was just, it's a tragic story in a lot of ways, but it's so good at the same time, manifest you know? Manifest fucking destiny. Yes. <laughs> For me, Godfather 2 is one of the best movies ever made, and it's my favorite of the Godfather saga. But I don't think you're going to find a near-perfect movie or a perfect cast or a perfect vision that captured the 1970s and just changed cinema as we know it. So for me, this is a zero, guys. Oh! oh. Zero. Okay. Okay. Jay Brandon, Bear, what do you Jay think? With a zero. Okay, so... Um, I will. Dis- By the way, that's my first zero. That is in your this first zero. Um, I think uh, I've had two. I feel like I'm a zero. I feel like whore. I've had a two. <laughs> there we go. 
Well, when that's you go north by northwest, it's a zero. I did not put north by I northwest. Think you did, as a didn't you? Z- did you no. Psycho? Psycho? Uh, like, no, Psycho to, was a zero. That's a sound of music. That's disturbing. I draw on my calculator. I think it's zero. I just was like zero. So I am going to disagree. With with Jeremiah just a little bit. Uh, I know that the, one of the big debates in all of cinema um, is which is the better, one or two, um, and I think that basically everybody's going to say two. To me, one is and will always be my favorite. And I think it's the better movie. Um, so there's just that to get that out of the way. Uh, I think that there's <laughs> there's not. And so Jeremiah, you're wrong with that one, buddy. And so is basically that was a know. random fuck you, but really? okay. <laughs> anyway, by the way, I love you, but no, here, go every, fuck yourself. Do you know how many? You know how many people tell me you're wrong? You don't know movies because you like one more than two. And I'm like, mm. yeah, you don't know movies because you don't like a lot of really good. We'll movies. find out next time. <laughs> hey, Sean, what is our next movie? Oh, uh, we'll get to that, we'll Brandon. That finish movie. your review. Yeah, let me just go ahead and say this quick. The Godfather is literally amazing. It is what movies are. It's basically, the, to me, the, the transition that I always kind of look at. And I, this is why the, the kind of the joke, Sean, is that I only like movies from 1970 on. It's really kind of incorrect because it's, I like movies from The Godfather on. Um, because this, this changed movies. This changed literally the idea of how a movie should be put together, the pacing, the construction of it, the storytelling. It's realistic. It's cinematic. It's beautiful. And it hurts all at the same time. Um, and so... Uh, it's 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 literally perfect, except I do have two just little hang-ups. And one, it's how quick Michael turns in Sicily, and then how long Sicily is. That being said, um, I, I can't give it a zero, though I desperately want to. What I do want to say, though, is this is not a shot. This is like if somebody poured a shot from my friend and it overspilled on the bar, I would lick up just a little bit of it. If I could give a 12th as a score, I would, <laughs> but I can't. So instead, I'm going to say that this is a bitch shot quarter. Um, this, is a quarter, this is a quarter drink, or as, uh, so as the metric regular. people out there would say, 0.25. So it's your regular shot. No, a shot. Oh, no, no, it's, that's, it's, no, it's no, a branded no, shot. No, it's no, a branded shot. That was a low blow that's right a, that's there. A, you know what? I get it after, after oh, calling sorry. Jeremiah out. That went over my um, head. So literally, <laughs> um, because Sean is, is not just a zero whore, but he's also a, uh, I'm going to give my opinion last whore, uh, I'm going to go to Ed, Eddie. No, 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 no. Shut I up. have never. Shut up. No. Hey, Shut up. You're oh, I'm sorry. You're always pointing. You're always pointing. Be like me last. Me last. Me last. I never do that. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going with Ed. <laughs> Thank you. I'm making an offer you can't refuse. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, reviewing this movie is almost hard because it's a. It's just. It's it's such a great movie in so many different aspects. Like as Jeremiah and Brandon both said, I don't want to be repetitive, but it's very. Uh, it's a very clean movie. Uh, everything that the I mean the sound the lighting. The just the uh, uh, I don't want to say costumes. What is it? The uh, costumes. The costumes. This the whole set. Everything. I mean, even the the it, you're, you feel like you're in Sicily when he goes to Sicily, right? And I'm, I don't know. I, I really I was trying to find like where did they actually film this at? But, Sicily. But like there was so many awesome parts of this movie. <laughs> I agree with Brandon how Michael Colleone all of a sudden when like he dropped that gun and he walked out his balls dropped and all of a sudden now he's just this Don out in Sicily. And more and more I think about it, it's like, that was kind of twitch. Yeah, I didn't think about it, about that. Um, but this is a 1972. I, I was thinking about other movies in 1972. This was ahead of its time and it, it doesn't age. I feel like this movie is still, yeah, it, agreed. It, it, yeah. it's so clean and traditional and puts a lot of different vibes of, you see other mafia movies out there and it's just like, there's, the, there's always the word mafia and, and gangster. This is a movie that, you got the idea. It was a mafia movie and a gangster movie without the, them saying those words, right? They saying those words. Yeah, they never, never said the movies yeah. at all. So that's very, very, very hard to do in the movie and to hold down, uh, to hold down 
the I mean, there's a reason why it's on AFI as number two. I don't want to say I'm almost with Jeremiah for, for just personal reasons. I like two better than one. Uh, but now in, at this You're age, not wrong. You're just not my friend. at this age <laughs> of my time, I respect one so much more. I forgot who said it, but like this is almost a movie of Macaulayon becoming the the Godfather than Don Vito of uh, the that Godfather. That would be me. Yes, um, Brandon. Yes. The one good thing you said tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like it was just so calculated with every move that Macaulayon had. You saw that he was uh, he was groomed to be the Godfather without. Don Vito wanting him to be a Godfather, and it's just like, hey, you know, it was, it was destiny. Like, it was it was meant to be. Um, I, I do give this movie a point five. Um, I don't... It, I, I, it, it's hard for me to find a perfect movie, and this movie comes the closest to it for me, for ranking. So it's a point five for me. Sean, you want to wrap it up? Uh, so I look at, in, in my experience, there are five movies that I think changed how people make movies and change cinema. I think Psycho changed the way s- cinema happens i think lawrence of arabia changed how movies are made i think jaws changed how things are made i think star wars changed how things are made and i think this movie changed how things were made and i think that before this movie you had this image of you had this image of what a, a movie was supposed to be and this turned it on its head and gave you complex, compelling characters that you could root for and still despise. Yeah. Uh, I think that it created a world independent of the real world that everyone lived in that was so gritty and dark. And think about when this came out in the 70s where you had social upheaval. You had a bunch of of different cultural uh, uh, what do you call, conflict. Mm-hmm. This movie kind of cut through and and gave you a perspective on 1945 that wasn't a war movie 1946 1947 that wasn't based in world war ii still to this day we don't get those yeah so it it just it it revolutionized film it also gave you an image of what francis ford coppola was capable of and he trained i think he trained a whole new generation of directors in how to actually how to film a movie not capturing life but creating drama on screen so i think francis ford coppola has has changed how without without this movie there is no jaws without this movie there is no star wars without this exactly. movie there's no american graffiti and uh, if you look i mean number two on the afi list you've got orson wells and francis ford coppola <laughs> uh, as number one and number two they changed how you view cinema and that's the mandate of this podcast and that's what we we look at is movies that impact how films come to be mm-hmm. For that reason and that reason only, I would give this movie a zero. However, however, my hesitation on giving it a zero is that I think number two is better than number one. And I think if I was to if I was to grade the Godfather trilogy, number three just just is horrible. (laughs) It's an F (laughs) minus. And it's because of Sofia Coppola. However, just looking at this movie, I think it's I think it's a point two five. I think that this movie is Everything that a movie should be with very few with very few issues. Let's look at where, uh, Eddie, when we combine all the scores and divide by four, what does The Godfather earn on a our... Zero, a .25, a .5, and a .25 equals a .25. Okay, so... Uh, George freaking Washington. 
I could tell you exactly where that lands on the list. Or uh, Jeremiah, do you want to 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 say it? Tied for number one. It's tied. Ah, it's tied. Yeah, Field of Dreams. So Field of Dreams, Jurassic Park, and Godfather are all. It's tied with the number one list. I can literally be okay with that. If you would have gave it a zero, it would have been number one. I understand that. Okay, but you know what? If I would have given it a point two five, it would have been number one. I think that that I think that's I think that's great because I would agree that all three of those movies are absolute. It's hard to pick a favorite movie. Well, and once again, we're probably never going to do Lawrence of Arabia, but the cinematic. Scope Cinematographically Yeah but the scope Of these movies Are so different Than what you get today You just don't get This type of movie anymore My goodness I don't think we're ever Going to get a fucking Perfect movie Oh no we will I don't know about this guys I believe that there is A uh, movie that came out In mm, somewhere around The 1980s Dun 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 What 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 was that that? That sounded good, right? <laughs> Are we? Is that Vader's March? Is that what you're doing? I don't know. Or, is that Indiana Jones? Because I'm not sure where you're going, going with going that. Going John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's John Williams of some kind. E.T.? What the hell are we doing? Um, oh. I'm just saying... Et might be that. That might be the. That's one. not a zero. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. If you yeah. enjoyed or if you are a fan of the podcast, that we ask that you please subscribe wherever you're listening. We're now available on where? Oh, we just got a hit up on Pandora, yo. We yeah. are growing. We actually got a, a really wonderful message from a view a listener about our three ten to Yuma podcast, which not many podcasts review three ten to Yuma <laughs> apparently. Uh, so respect. shout out, respect. shout out, shout respect. Out. Thank you so much. Uh, it's so nice to hear from people uh, that love our podcast and that really uh, can share some time with us. If you guys have any suggestions about movies that you want us to review, share your thoughts please, with us. Yeah, go ahead and email us at hosts with an S at the gentleman podcast.com. Uh, you can reach out to us on Instagram at the gentleman podcast or visit the gentleman podcast.com the website is updated and accurate finally um also i just want to take a moment um to really reach out to all the people who have been listening to american graffiti and all the different episodes but we've uh, we've had yeah halloween we've had an amazing surge in listeners over the last Uh, you know, a couple, four or five weeks, and it's just been a real blessing for us. And we really enjoy doing this podcast. And we would love you to share it with your friends and family and get our name out there because this is something that we really enjoy doing. Share us to one person that you know. And that's all we ask. Just one person that you know, yo. And, you know, maybe you uh, get a little bottle of wine and listen to this one, you know, with a friend. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't drive. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What's our next movie? I believe... Oh, wait, wait, wait. That we're moving into a whole new decade. Wait, we wait, are wait, moving wait, into wait, a whole wait, new wait, decade. Wait, wait. Sean? That's, yes. You asked me what, what is the next movie? What is the next movie? I don't know. You should just listen to this. <laughs> oh, God. Crappy 1980s sim. <laughs> I wonder what movie that could be. Oh, any movie made in the 1980s? Eddie, why are you, like, walking naked now? <laughs> I'm from the future. Did you just arrive in a glass ball? <laughs> Follow there's, me if you want to survive. There's really crappy Come with lightning. me if you want to live, bro. Follow me if you want to survive. Come with me if you want to be okay. Join me in this vehicle to avoid death and destruction. All right, yo. Those Thank you like for listening. From that movie. And cheers. We'll see you next cheers. week. For, or two weeks. Two weeks. Excuse two me. Two weeks, yo. For Terminator. So it means as Eddie would say. Get to the I mean, that was, that was a really good one, guys. Bum, bum, bum.